What is up, everybody? Listen, um, as Alexander and I begin working on our rankings and trying to put a bow on them so that we can finalize these and finally get them out to you, the audience of this show, of this network, um, of this brand as it continues to grow, uh, we have taken some time to look at them and we made a decision. We said, hey, look, this week, let's not do the full-on podcast. Let's look at where we have some of these players in the rankings and decide where you, the viewer, would assume that we are too high or too low on a player. So we have selected two wide receivers, one that we assume you would think that we're too high on, and of course, one that we believe you would think that we are probably too low on. And we'll get into those in a moment. I am, of course, Nate List. You can find me on Twitter at an outrage shoe. And of course, with me is Alexander McKenzie. You can find him on Twitter at Jacked Up on Mountain Dew. This is so backwards for me right now doing this show. Um, this will be a much briefer video. So if you guys are listening on the podcast network, we're going to get back to your regularly scheduled program, which is like an hour long, probably next week. But this week we want to do something that we felt was maybe more actionable, more quick and uh, helped put a spotlight on sort of what it is that we're doing with our rankings. So Alexander, I'm going to leave it up to you. A flip of the coin. Do you want to start with the player that we believe people would assume that we're, we're just too low on or the one that we think people are going to say that we're too high on? I say we go with the guy we're, that we're too low on. Okay. So let's go with the player that we're too low on. So uh, I'm going to do what I normally do here and shuffle the screen over. Now, the player that we believe that you would believe uh, that we're too low on is, of course, Devontae Adams. Now, this is a really interesting one for a player that's almost 31 years old uh, in a totally new situation, um, still getting requisite target opportunity, doesn't look like the premier slash elite player that we have seen historically out of Devontae, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. We currently have Devontae ranked outside the top 30, which I'm sure for many people is shocking considering that when we go to a couple of these other consensus rankings websites, uh, one of them has him inside the top 15, I believe. And the other one is actually a little closer to our own consensus ranking. So I feel a little better about that. But Alexander, um, why don't you kick it off? We'll talk about this a little bit from like the baseline of what it is that our system does. And then we'll kind of get into why it's fairly realistic to maybe look at Devontae and say, hey, he could be a fringe guy outside the top 30. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, what we what we are doing is and, and what we've spent a lot of time for this, you know, that we, we're building the site up is uh, we've been, you know, accumulating a model to kind of look at, you know, the, the points of interest and, and metrics that we find important. So all the metrics for any player, for example, someone like Devonte Adams, what their target share is, what you know, how they've done historically throughout the years in terms of a points per game basis, um, age, um, and then obviously market value. Uh, so we take all these points of emphasis, and then we uh, you know kind of come to a conclusion on where we feel um, their evaluation is, um, just like sort of like other services do to a similar extent. But we're, we're kind of taking a deep dive into trying to you know make it and fine tune those weights and, and find a you know perfect balance. So as we were going through it, and we've kind of come closer to a, a point where we have a finalized model to kind of branch out for everyone. Um, Devontae Adams, like you said, kind of showed like was kind of surprising seeing at the uh, outside the top 30. Um, but when you kind of dive, dive deeper and look at a player like Devontae Adams, obviously the age is a big point, right? He's he's 30, 30.9 years old. Uh, he's going to be 31. Um, 
he, you know, he's tied to, you know, a, we don't know who the quarterback is and, and really kind of stuck on a franchise that has made some poor decisions in, in recent drafts um, that I, I'm not sure how this, it could get better, right? Aiden O'Connell is okay player, um, but you can't deny some of the production that, you know, that Devontae Adams has done historically, especially last year with Derek Carr, who is considered a, you know, uh, an above average quarterback at the position in the NFL. Um, but he dropped a full like five fantasy points per game at 14.5. And as we know, with all these aging wide receivers, production is going to continue to, to, to spiral down. We would, we would rank Devontae higher, I believe, and through the modeling and, and researching what we have, why Devontae Adams has dropped so low is, you know, if he was producing still at the high elite level that he normally is. And um, I think, yeah, I think that's why the model was kind of putting him outside the top 30 uh, and, and sort of why we would say that people, obviously with an, a name, the name Devontae Adams in the NFL, uh, people would say we're too low on. I brought this up to you, and I'm going to follow up on it. You know, we've we've seen Devontae this year not look like the same version of himself. You know, you brought up Aiden O'Connell. Uh, Aiden O'Connell actually has the number one protection rate in the NFL right now per player profiler. So, obviously, the quarterback play hasn't been the absolute finest thing. But my question for the audience is, because there's two things that take place. There's, there's apparent production, which is what's happening. And then there's this theoretical world that evolves around it. Now, if Puka Nakua was a Las Vegas Raider and Puka was playing the way he's still playing and Devontae Adams was playing maybe like he is or on a level like Cooper Cup is, would we not be shunning Devontae Adams into the same sort of universe that we're pushing Cooper Cup into? Now, I know that the counter argument, as you said offline, is that, well, Cooper Cup is injured. Well, the counter then is, of course, well, Devontae's not injured. So what's the excuse? Um, So it's probably quarterback play. He's risen above it in the past. But if you look on PFF, he's graded outside the top 20 in wide receiver grade. Um, Doesn't look like the same player necessarily, again, with some of the performance metrics going on and what's happening with, again, the quarterback play. But him being outside the top 30 is not just an indictment on the fact that his production is waning because the quality of the quarterback play is waning. But as you mentioned right off the top, 31 years old, like how long do we assume players are going to play for? And I know when the year started, we talked about a player like Devontae and said, look, uh, it's it's guys like Devontae, it's guys like Keenan Allen. If they can avoid the injuries, the longevity can, can come with it. And I think that's the problem with Cooper Cup right now, right? Like those injuries will be what derails his career probably before the skills or the athleticism or anything else goes. It's just the, the the composition and aggregation of all those injuries kind of derails you. And then the other part is you usher in a talented player. And Jacoby Myers, we've seen him play well in this offense too, um, you know, opposite Devontae. So I don't think that our algorithm or our system is way off base with Devontae. I think it's looking at what he's done. It's looking at what he's done in the past, what he's doing this year, the situation around him and going, eh, this is a guy that's aging and maybe it's a little bit ahead of the curve. But again, I think that people would say that we're too low because when you use a website like Fantasy Calc, which is one that we often cite on this show, Devontae Adams is still the wide receiver 14. This is based on trades in season and out of season, but based on trades. Keep Trade Cut is based on 
how you're feeling today. Oh, you had, you got the meat sweats. You hate Devonte right now. Oh, you're feeling great. Devontae's an awesome receiver right now. This though is the aggregation of actual trades taking place. So you're looking at Devontae here, wide receiver 14 overall, which is at least at minimum 15 or 16 spots higher than where we are right now on Devontae. Absolutely. I, again, I think you reference a PFF grade. You reference that. I mean, he's really been, he's played all, all of his games. He's been healthy. Um, I, I think, you know, the place like Mar uh, fantasy calc is sort of just like market value that people are still buying the name Devonte Adams and, and reasonably so he's, he's produced at a high level, even at 29 years old or thir age 30 season last year in 29. Um, there's, you know, that he's obviously a player that could, could drop down um, as time progresses. Um, but yeah, I, I think at a certain point you have to consider the situation with the Raiders uh, and then also consider his age. Um, and then I think also the other thing that people don't like to talk about is his contract on the, uh, uh, on the Raiders. It doesn't give them a lot of room for a team to want to go buy into a contract like that. Right. So uh, he signed a massive deal with the Raiders um, even them dropping him or, or, or waving him is hard. Uh, but also the fact that like what team would want to take a contract of that size for, you know, a 31, 32 year old wide receiver. Yeah. 40.4 million in dead cap in 2024. So they're going to have to carry him. And unfortunately it's going to hurt his production. Now you had talked about it a little bit at the top. Currently the Raiders are sitting at pick number 11. Now, We've heard this in the past. You know, we've seen draft classes where a bunch of names came up, whether it was Matt Corral, it was Malik Willis, or it was, you know, and a number of these players fell outside of the first round. Now, there's a lot of hype. There's probably safely four first round quarterbacks easily, right? And mm -hmm. it's likely more than that. We're seeing as many as six in the first round currently. Will it be that many when it's all said and done? It's hard to say. But when you're picking at 11, and you're this desperate for a change, like to, you know, again, to find somebody that's a franchise quarterback, you're not so far removed from really moving up and, and putting yourself in a position to, to do that. So it wouldn't shock me in the least if this is the year we see the Vegas Raiders go and try to remedy the situation. Now, could they be in the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes? It's possible. I mean, it feels like a, it feels like the kind of spot that Kirk would want to go to, right? Um, but if it's not a veteran, I find it hard to believe that they want to continue to be in this like purgatory version of hell where they're just year over year, they're they're wait especially when you're wasting Devontae Adams. That's really what we're here to talk about. Wasting his career in this situation. Even with a rookie quarterback, there's gonna be growing pains. Look, not everybody is CJ Stroud. Sometimes you get a a Bryce Young, sometimes you get a Trevor Lawrence, right? Like it doesn't necessarily uh, click or, or lock into a player year one. So anyways, Devontae Adams is a guy that I think we could potentially be too low on, but he also feels like a guy that you want to be a year early on, whether it was Julio towards the end of his career, or AJ Green. Um, I know that Devontae's style is more of a, a smooth, you know, route quality centric performance level. But again, entering age 31 in a bad situation, probably unhappy with that situation and really not looking to uh, be on a rebuilding roster. I don't know how much upside is really left in Devontae uh, if a lot of the situation doesn't change. So 
that was the player that we thought that you would believe that we're probably too low on. Now, the guy that I think you're going to believe we're too high on is Drake London. Because Drake London has been so far off the radar lately. Uh, He was a player that everybody came in very high on to enter the year. And again, I'll just start with the consensus rankings before we get started. Uh, Drake London, wide receiver 23 on keep trade cut. But I also feel like keep trade cut is is that group of people that have tape lock on a guy and they're not going to give it to you straight. That's why he's at 23. Because if you go look at actual trades that have taken place, uh, and now I got to kill all this real quick. If you go look at actual trades that have taken place, you'll find that he is ranked. And I know we had looked at this earlier wide receiver 30. And we have him inside the top 14 in our rankings. So, you want to kick off Drake London and why we believe Drake London is a value despite everything that we've seen thus far? Well, number one, Drake London had a really good rookie year, right? It, he, he performed still with you know Marcus Mariota at quarterback. Um, this year, now he's playing with Desmond Ritter. This is a receiver that got drafted at you know a, a very young receiver. He's only 22 years old. He got picked eighth overall in the draft, and his production has not been so bad enough that he's, you know, has put him outside, you know, it's to an extent where he's, you know, not wouldn't even be considered by the model, but also the, the, his rookie year, you can't deny what he had done. And there was so much hype for him to, you know, build off of that rookie year. I just think that this is another example with, as you know, we talk about Adams. I think what hurts him is obviously his age contract where he can go with London. He's in a situation where, He's very young, and he he he's kind of where he was at on a points per game, but he's limited by the quarterback play with um you know Desmond Ritter right now at quarterback and maybe Taylor Heineke. Um, those are two guys that you don't want your receivers to be getting. But again, th- there's a potential for this team to you know be in the, maybe the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes or go and get a a first round quarterback. Um, because this is a team that has a lot of offensive weapons that everyone references. Um, this is a guy that that is, again, super young, and there's an opportunity to get another first-round quarterback. I just think he's he's wide receiver 23 in PFF's grading, so he's right next to Devontae Adams, but yep. they're kind of looking at the inverse uh, of each other right now. The, the Drake London could continue to ascend while Adams continues uh, to, to potentially descend. Um and, and, and a player like Devontae Adams, who obviously is somewhat of an outlier, not everyone is like him, was not even producing at this level with at that age, right? So um, I think I think Drake London is just a huge value because he's a very young receiver. The talent is evident by producing in a you know basically anemic passing game, um, and uh, I, I think that there's an opportunity for a team to potentially flip the script and get a player and um, the opportunity for a young QB to build some sort of chemistry with Drake London because he's got the advantage of being so young. And the other thing about Drake London is if you like Drake London last year, well, Drake London's snaps out wide are the same as yards after the catch per reception are the same as yards per route run are very similar to what they were before His a dot is exactly the same His yards per reception are exactly the same His receiving percentage is the same His contested catch rate is exactly the same. His rating when targeted is exactly the same. He's exactly the same. 
It's just the quarterback performance. And we look at what he's done on some of this reduced volume. Again, like many double-digit games on seven targets. We know that he's good after the catch. We know that he's uh, he's one of these, you know, solid athletes. Um, there's so much to like about him in this offense. And I'm not really concerned that it feels like it's going to maintain this run-first feel because this is a team that undoubtedly has to make a change at quarterback. And we're, we're looking at him again this year, you know, in the context of this offense, which has absolutely nuked Kyle Pitts. Um, and I still really like him. I think that there's a lot of hope for him going forward. And as you mentioned, what he did as a rookie cannot be forgotten. What he's doing this year in a worse situation can also not be forgotten. So Again, these performances to me are indicators of a player that's better than the sum of what's around him. And again, we can also look at the target share on this roster. Let's go to Atlanta for a second. I mean, look at him relative to any other receivers. There are no other receivers in this offense, by the way. Um, It's really been a funnel through the run game as well. But you look at the target share this season, Drake London, 20.8%. Kyle Pitts at 19.4%. And then it's Bijan right below him at 15.4%. The usage has been surprising and terrible at the same time in Atlanta. Uh, But you have to have so much more faith in Drake London. And I think based on what we've seen from Keep Trade Cut, they're they're holding strong, but I also don't really believe their ranking. I think it's a bit fraudulent. But if you go to Dynasty or if you go to fantasycalc.com, him at number 30, like I believe that there are people right now like Christian Watson versus Drake London. Like, I believe that's a conversation again. I believe for some people, they might want to get out of Drake London. They would prefer to just take Christian Kirk at this point and get the fantasy production that he's giving you, even at that age. I do believe that stuff. So um, when it comes, when the rubber meets the road, this is the site that I would rather lean on if it's either of the two, because it's based on real trades, but at wide receiver 30 here and wide receiver 14 in our rankings, I feel like we're much, much higher. And, we had talked about this a little bit off show like Drake London won't fall as far again. Like they've got him at 30 here, but his descent has been really, really slow and it's not really his fault as much as it is the team around him. But for that matter, that's what's happening with Devonte Adams, right? I know they've got him at 14 here, but he's sliding because of what's going on around him. Hell this side has Puka Nakua at 20. So I don't know what to think anymore, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I, again, I, I think really with Drake London, you know the talent's there. He doesn't have, like, he's, again, we talked, you talked about it. He's not responsible for the the anemic offense in the passing game. He's not, he went, he, he has the same passing grade as Devontae Adams on the year. So just yeah. let that sink in for a second. Um, he's hovering around other players that people are pretty high on. Tyler Lockett's in this range. DK Metcalf's in this range. Um Hopkins is in this range. So all he he's up there in the top 25 of receivers in terms of PFF grade. So he's doing his job. I, again, it's a symbiosis between the quarterback and the receiving core and the running game. And so if your quarterback is performing at a, a low, uh, uh, and we showed this, like the, the combination of, of EPA combined with passer rating, how it affects the one or the other. Um, and, and I think, one of these things, this is one of those players that is still the what top twenty-seven in EPA, top twenty-eight, or uh, expected points added. Oh, is no, this, this, uh, is, this is Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. I just think this is a guy that has the ability, the PFF grade, um, 
that it's evident that the talent is still there. I just think the quarterback is 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 hurting him. And this is a team that has the cap space to go and get a guy like Kirk Cousins to maybe take this team to another level, or they potentially try to go and get a, a one of these quarterbacks they can get in the um, you know latter half of the first round. Uh, I just I think this is kind of the lowest that we'll see Drake London because if he gets any sort of semblance of a competent quarterback play, I think we start to see him ascend, and especially when he starts getting targeted heavily more. He's still the target leader on this team. I mean, guys, for God's sakes, I've got Desmond Ritter pulled up. Number three protection rate in the NFL. Here, this is a damning statement. Clean pocket accuracy rating, the QB 31. QB 31 from a clean pocket, catchable pass rate, QB 28. True passer rating, QB 28. Like, Desmond Ritter has been atrocious this year. So, uh, to me and to you and to our model, again, what's this is this is what's really exciting about this tool that we're building. Despite all the peripheral metrics and everything that you see and all the bad news and all the, you know, disenfranchised dynasty owners that aren't happy about, you know, this combination of Desmond Ritter and Drake London and what they're doing with the running game and Arthur Smith sucks. Um, our model is still looking and saying, hey, this guy looks like the wide receiver 14 overall for all of these reasons, and it's trying to predict ahead what could be. And if Atlanta is the team that lands one of these players, Michael Penix, which feels like it's possible, but the, you know the, the draft capital and things have to sort of meld their way down into that range, um, th- this thing could change overnight, and Drake London will be the player he's always been with better efficiency being ushered in his direction. And at that point in time, I think the ascension is all but an inevitable. So with that being said, you guys, this is a 20 minute video. Um, I don't know if I love or hate it. Might do more 20 minute videos uh, going forward. We might do some like introspective study on our own rankings and decide if we need to uh, air it out to you guys, the audience. So guys, again, uh, make sure you like, and subscribe to the channel. Join us uh, as we continue to put more video content out and the rankings will become available very, very soon as well as a trade calculator, which we're working on. Discord channel in the description. Uh, Alexander and I were talking earlier about um, some some composite ranking information that we'd like to put together that we want to use our own educated crowdsourced data. Um, So we're going to look to you guys in the Discord, a specific group of you, um, and, and reach out to you guys and have you assist in maybe something that we're building in the future, of course, go to DynastyRankings.com and uh, make sure you sign up over there. Put your email in to get updates. And um, again, things are coming in the near, near future. With that being said, Alexander, uh, once again, doing the Lord's work. Thank you for coming on tonight, spending 20 minutes with me. And uh, we will see you guys next week with what is likely a much more robust episode. See you then.